Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Blending supernatural horror with Lovecraftian storytelling, the sleep-wake cycle follows estranged twins, Isaiah and Rosemary. Their mission is to fulfil a secret government agency's directive to bring the US back from the brink of madness. Born with strange abilities, the twins investigate the wellness of a republic ravaged by the great darkness of 1999. With cults, conspiracies and strange entities pervading society, the twins must investigate and survive, both the world around them and their own breed of post-darkness psychosis. Check out the brand new horror podcast series, The Sleep-Wake Cycle, on your favourite podcast platform. Before you listen to this, make sure you are alone. If you are in a room, close the door. If you are by a window, look outside and make sure there is no one there. The only way others should know about this story is by listening to it themselves. Do not repeat this out loud to anyone. He will hear you. If you are able to listen to it or even record it to yourself, right now these are the only two exceptions that I know about. Once you are alone, press play again. And do not stop listening until I am finished. He will know if you do. It all started on Sunday, November 4th, 2012. I'm a senior in high school and I have, well, I had, a wonderful boyfriend. We were at my house and moaning about school the next day and just being terribly bored. He came over so I could help him with a project that just had to be due the next day. I was hoping we could fool around a bit but he also needed to get this done or he would get a fouling grade. We finished about eight, and he didn't have to make curfew until ten, so he had two hours to spare, and the only other person at home was my little sister, who was nine years old at the time, and who I used to babysit. My parents were at some sort of dinner meeting until ten, but I knew them all too well. A couple of drinks in, and they wouldn't be home until after midnight but I wanted to play it safe because I didn't like my boyfriend over after eight. They were afraid I was going to get pregnant or something. We went on the internet because there was nothing else to do. I was no longer in the mood to fool around and I couldn't stand another homework assignment. The internet was the only means of escaping these dull hours. We watched videos on YouTube for a while, looking up the newest videos until we ended up watching some creepy pastors. We both have been watching creepy pastors since before we started dating, so we knew what to expect, and it was hard to get truly scared of them like we used to. We kept trying to find something that would scare us, but none of the videos we watched were creeping us out. 
We were about to give up searching when I saw this unusual thumbtag. All this thumbtag showed was a man standing with his head looking down and his hair covering his face. But what was strange about this thumbtag was that there was no time limit to no author, just the title, Don't Look Down. We both agreed this would be the final video and if it didn't scare us, we would give up for the night. I moved the mouse to press on the video link and the moment I pressed the video, it went into full screen and the man I saw on the thumbtag was just standing there. I moved my mouse around to find the loading bar, but it wasn't there. I pressed escape on my keyboard to get out of the full screen, but the screen didn't move. For a second I thought the computer was frozen, but in the video, the man was standing in what seemed to be a front lawn of a house that I'd never seen before, and the tree next to him was moving in the wind. My boyfriend and I had no idea what was going on, but I never took my eyes off the screen because I felt like there was something I had to see, and if I took my eyes away for any moment, I would miss that something. I don't know how long my boyfriend and I stared at the screen, staring at the man, waiting for something. It felt like a couple of minutes. But while I was staring at him, I felt like something was wrong, like something was changing me. I actually felt scared. I didn't know if my boyfriend felt it too, but I didn't have time to think about it because I felt something grab my shoulder so tight that nails pierced into my skin. I turned around to see the face of my father. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. My father opened his mouth to say something, but was interrupted by my boyfriend's ear shattering scream. I whirled back around to almost scream myself. The men had looked up and must have ran closer to the screen because all I could see was his face now staring at me. The hair was out of the way to show his disfigured face. His nose was torn on the left nostril, allowing you to look inside of the hole into his head. His mouth was opened larger than any normal human could bear. Part of his cheek was missing with a hole the size of a large fist. He had no tongue and no top row of teeth. 
only a bottom row of dark chipped teeth that had been long since taken care of. But the part of his face that will never leave my mind was his eyes. His eyes were half red and half white. The half white parts had red veins protruding out of them, while the red side had white veins. There was no sound, just him staring at the screen for a couple of seconds before my computer turned off. I looked at the clock and it said 12.30. That's not possible. It felt like five minutes at the most. I looked back at my father who also saw the face and he seemed a little shocked himself. He pulled himself together and told my boyfriend to leave. He left without saying goodbye. My father gave me a talk about following the rules and other shit, but most of the time I wasn't even listening. I was too busy thinking about the man. He seemed to have moved the moment I looked away, which I couldn't understand how that could happen. There was also the fact that we had been watching the video at 9.30 and my father came in at 12.30. We had been watching that man for three hours straight without looking away and without blinking. Once my father finished, I went to sleep. I wanted to talk to my boyfriend about the video and what happened, but I was just too exhausted. I fell into a restless, dreamless sleep. I woke the next morning as normal. I got out of bed, had a shower and got dressed for school. I looked out my window for a brief second and noticed something out of the ordinary. It looked like a black smudge on the lawn. I looked again and it was gone. I shook it out of my mind, thinking it was just a stray cat or a raccoon. I walked into the kitchen, grabbed my lunch, and started walking towards the door to wait for my bus. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed something move. I turned quickly and ended up staring out of my kitchen window. I walked slowly towards it to look outside. When I reached the window, I looked around my lawn slowly so I wouldn't miss anything, taking in as much details as I could, but there was nothing there. I was starting to feel uneasy until I heard the school bus stop outside. I ran out the door and raced to the bus, almost colliding with the bus door. I quickly sat down and looked back out to my lawn again. Everything was fine. But when I was running for the school bus, it felt like I was being chased. I felt like I was literally running for my life. I wanted to stop thinking about what was happening as the bus moved forward, heading towards the school. But when I looked out the corner of my eye, I saw something move again. I looked back at my house just in time to see a man standing by on my lawn before the school bus moved him out of my vision, his hair covering his face as he looked down. I didn't know what to do. Should I call the police? No, the man didn't do anything. Not yet. He was just scaring me. But how did he find me? Did I know him? I needed to talk to my boyfriend about this. I arrived at the school, but had to wait until second period to talk to him. It was our only study hall together. 
but once second period arrived, he didn't show up. I asked his friends where he was, and they said that they didn't know. I assumed he was sick, and I would visit him after school. His house wasn't a far walk from the school, but this wasn't like him. His project was due today, and if he was sick, he would have texted me, or at least texted his friends. The moment the last school bell rang, I sprinted to his house. I knocked on his front door and there was no answer. I slammed on the door loud enough for the neighbours to hear me, but there was still no response. Even if he wasn't home, my boyfriend's mum was a stay-at-home mum who was always home after school. I tried to turn the doorknob and, surprisingly, the door was unlocked. I opened the door slowly and yelled in to see if anyone was home. No response. I yelled that I was coming in. I didn't expect a response and I didn't receive one. I walked into darkness. All the lights were off. I felt the wall for the nearest light switch and turned it on. The room was illuminated for a couple of seconds before the light bulbs burst. I am still not sure about what I saw in those few short seconds, but I thought there was a quick glimpse of a woman in the doorway to the kitchen. I found some curtains covering a window when I opened them. The room was now filled with sunlight. I looked towards the kitchen doorway and it was empty. I didn't go into the kitchen. I didn't feel like I needed to yet. I went upstairs to my boyfriend's room instead. I opened the door to his room and stopped. I was hit with the most unexplainable, horrible stench. My eyes burned. Once my eyes were able to dilate, I saw him. Both of them. My boyfriend was kneeling on the floor, looking directly at the man. Almost every inch of his body was sliced open and bloody. Just kneeling there. Horrified at what I was witnessing, it seemed like an eternity staring at the man and my boyfriend before my boyfriend finally spoke. All he was able to say was, I'm sorry. Then he looked around at me and his eyes, oh God, his eyes, they were sliced down the middle of each, making one half red and the other half white. I only had time to hold out my hand to try and grab him before the man, no, the monster, the monster fell on him and started to rip off his skin and devour him like a wild animal. All I could do was stand there and watch. His heart-wrenching scream must have filled the entire neighbourhood's ears. I turned to run, but the moment I looked away, I got pounced on. The monster slammed me to the ground and started to rip off my skin. Each time its fingers ripped off more skin and shoved it into its horribly disfigured mouth. I just screamed. My screams were almost as loud as my boyfriend's. I don't know how, but I was able to move myself and the monster towards the stairs. We toppled down them and I felt my arm break. The sound of cracking bone filled the house. The monster fell off me and I was able to get up and run towards the front door. The pain on my back and in my arm was almost unbearable. I sprinted out the door and tripped on the stairs. I felt my face collide into the concrete. My nose was broken, and the skin on my face was almost completely torn off. 
I could still see through one eye as the other was covered in blood. It was standing in the doorway, looking at me. I was unable to move. I was in so much pain that I wanted to die. I was sure that the monster was going to kill me. Now, of course, that didn't happen. How would I be able to record this otherwise? He just looked at me for a couple more seconds before finally saying three unforgettable words. Don't look down. And then I blacked out. I woke up in a hospital three days later. That's what my nurse told me anyway. I was still in horrible pain, but the medicine helped to ease it a little. I never saw my back since then, but I'm sure the monster tore the skin off until there was only bone. The police came to question me about what had happened. I tried to tell them everything, but as I continued to tell the story, it seemed more and more unbelievable. They thought I was crazy. They stopped looking for my boyfriend's killer days later because of unreliable evidence. The day they stopped the search was also the day I had gotten the news. My father had gone off the road and crashed into some forest. But when the police found his car, my father was not inside of it. His body has not been found to this day. I'm sure that man had gotten him. There was no one with my father, so the man probably devoured everything. I left the hospital months later with an almost unrecognisable face, a crooked back and a broken mind. I went home to find only my mother. She had hung herself. I didn't bother to call the police. I went straight to the computer to find that video. After backtracking through my history, I found the video before the Don't Look Down video but it wasn't there. The video that had changed my life was gone. I gave up shortly after looking through the other videos. I closed the web browser and started recording this. Halfway through recording this, I got an email. It was a video link. I knew it was the man, but I forced myself to click the link. There he was, standing in front of another house. But this house was familiar. It was familiar because it was my house. He is behind me. I can hear his soft wheezing. I can smell his horrible death-soaked breath. I can feel his eyes staring at me. He isn't looking down. He is looking at me. He looks for his victims on the internet. I am recording this as a warning to everyone. Don't look for me. For once I get this story somewhere on the internet, I will turn around and look down. My only regret is leaving my little sister all alone. Please forgive me, Rosie. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.